Alex Mashinsky has tripled down on Bitcoin, saying it could hit $160,000 this year. This is as key Bitcoin indicators flash by for the fifth time in history. 650 U.S. banks will soon be able to offer crypto to more than 24 million customers. I almost said 21. Seemed like the thing being Bitcoin. And one Bitcoin billionaire has reportedly turned up no longer living. Odd goings on in the cryptocurrency world. So who better than to report it to you than the oddest couple in the blockchain space? We are the blockchain blockheads, the crypto clowns, the DeFi DoFi, and now the nifty nerds. So come along on this ride down the latest news and views rabbit hole from our point of view on the bad news episode number 528 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? You know, we've got B, C, D, and N spoken for. At some point, we're going to have to do the whole alphabet. We should probably go back to A first. What would that be? Mm. Let's see here. Maybe mm. the algorithmic assholes. <laughs> Is that good? It's, well, only one half of us are assholes. I'm not going to say which half that is. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. Thanks for listening. You know, sometimes I'll go back and listen to us and and we'll actually be funny. And I'll go right there. That's why people listen right there. That's it. There's like, just for that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Only that one moment. See, I'm the, I guess I'm the asshole. You're the whole ass. (laughs) Well, I do have a whole ass (laughs) really small though. I've always had a small butt. I don't know if it's, if if it's a, you might need suspenders someday because the pants might fall down (laughs) due to lack of assness. Glad that you guys are here and glad that Animoca is a sponsor of the show. They're working to revolutionize the gaming industry. They've got huge hits. F1 Delta Time Quid, The Sandbox, Crazy Defense Heroes, Gamey, lots of other stuff in the works. A lot. You should be keeping your eye on them if you're a gamer or just want to see what building a successful blockchain-based company looks like. Check them out at animocabrands.com. Sir Lord Travis, we got a lot of interesting news to report. Shall we get to it? Let's get to it. Timestamp, 1227 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on the 30th of June in the year 2021. That, you know, that puts us officially halfway through 2021 already. It, it is, it's all downhill to 2022 now. Mm, there we go. Well, here it was. It was a bit of fun ride. Last 18 months have been relatively crazy. And uh, and the last 18 months has been crazy in the crypto world. Look at the market mm-hmm. cap now, Sir Lord Jocom. $1.434 trillion. Bitcoin uh, hit 36 this morning. It's down to 34248 now. Ethereum 2120, Tether a buck, Binance Coin 285, Cardano $1.31, Dogecoin 24 cents, XRP 66 cents, USD coin being very USD-ish, a dollar even. Polkadot 1534 and rounding out the top 10 is the Binance stablecoin at 0.999546. Mm. That last one especially important. Now, I'm looking at these coins of the top 100 that had the biggest week. And check this out. There's some weird ones in here. Bitcoin Cash ABC. 
up 105 yeah. up 105 percent all the way into number 96 at 33 dollars ethereum classic took off this week had a nice run up 48 percent to 54 bucks bitcoin gold 46 or 42 percent rise this week quantum the qtm token up 40 percent xdc network 38 percent elron d that was up 35% up to almost 80 bucks. Decred, Waves, Internet Computer, Shiba Inu, and SiaCoin all were up over 30% this last week. And it's weird to see some of those tokens on the uh, the, the big winners for the week. Who are mm-hmm. some losers? No major ones. Theta down 12% the last seven days. Everything else insignificant. Pretty much green for everyone this week, especially after the previous you know two weeks, which have not been very promising. But if you're Alex Mashinsky, CEO of Celsius, you think Bitcoin is going to go all the way to $160,000 this year. He said, when you go too high, too fast, you're bound for a correction. You could see my tweets in both March and February saying, we're going to have a crash. We're going to have a correction. I predicted 30,000. Bitcoin is like a spring. We stretch it too much and we put too much leverage. Too many people got greedy. Mm-hmm. And he's also talking about Elon Musk in there. He was talking about how Elon is manipulating the market and said this, if the richest guy in the world is willing to exchange a Bitcoin for a Tesla, you have to ask yourself, who is getting the good deal? The minute you buy that Tesla, it's worth less than you paid for it. Mm-hmm. But Bitcoin is going to continue to increase in value. So that transaction is good for Elon, but it's not good for you. Right. He's not wrong. So, you know, Bitcoin hit, what, 64,000 in April and then had its pullback, which we knew was coming. And there are a lot of indicators that say things are about to take off. Uh, You know, in fact, according to CryptoPotato.com article this morning says Bitcoin reached a 12 day high. Also notes that Ethereum Classic, as we mentioned, had surged 25%. But Bitcoin has hit its highest price line in almost two weeks. Is this part of the signal? You know, right now, and when the article was written, it was 35,000. Now it's 34.2. Things move so quickly. By the time you listen to this, it could be 30,000. It could be 40,000. I don't know. You roll the dice, you move your mice. That's true. I mean, it's amazing what a couple of hours can do. Because we're recording this today, and it's going to be released later today, and so uh, interesting to see. You know, one thing I just want to say: I like the I like crypto potato, but like, why do they not have like a cute little potato logo? They just they have crypto logo the text. It's a nice logo, but they need a potato actually up there. So I got to say that. Um, so here's some really interesting news, folks. There's a key Bitcoin price indicator. It has flashed its fifth buy signal in Bitcoin history. It's the Pule, it's the Pule multiple, P-U-E-L-L, and that just flashed a buy signal. Uh, and the creator cautions that a plunging hash rate and China's minor purge are important factors to consider because with China moving their mining operations, they banned Bitcoin mining. So a lot of these Bitcoin miners are taking down their their huge warehouses full of miners and they're moving them to different places. This has created a massive uh, decrease in hash rate and it's creating a huge opportunity potentially. And I think it's going to be good for the world that that China is not going to be the ones that has most of that 
that, uh, that the mining hash rate right now. And so here's what David said. He goes, Bitcoin, getting reports that the most awesomely named indicator, named after himself, had just gave its fifth buy signal in Bitcoin history. Looking good, yes. But remember, the Pew multiple re reacts to the hash rates movements too, and hash rate follows price, not the other way around. So that's something to think about. I think we should have our own uh, indicator, the bad indicator. The bad, well, the bad indicator says you look at the charts and you have no idea what the hell is happening. So the bad, right. indicator, bad indicator is always right. <laughs> you can be like, so the bad indicator will tell you without 100 with 100% accuracy accuracy that bitcoin will go up in price or will go down in price mm -hmm. at any moment. There you go. I think we should reference that going forward. The bad indicator <laughs> this week, let's look at the charts. Yep, we have no flipping idea what's going to happen next. Oh, we do. We do. We know it's either going to go up or down or sideways. I am also going to tend to agree, at least lean towards Alex Mashinsky. For those of you who have been listening to the show during the bull run and then the massive pullback, I have been saying all along that this bull run is not over. Uh, not a financial advisor, but that's what my gut tells me. Why stories like this on Decrypt, 650 U.S. banks will soon be able to offer Bitcoin purchases to 24 million customers. That's huge. This is part of a deal between NCR and NYDIG. Instead of holding crypto directly for customers, the banks will use NYDIG's custody services. Uh, you know, it, we're never reporting stories that say in other Bitcoin news, 600 U.S. banks are removing the ability to add crypto to their you know, customers' portfolios. No, everything's just moving forward. And this is why I'm bullish AF. And I agree with Alex. I think we're going to see new highs this year. I could be wrong. Don't listen to me. Don't look at me. Don't smell me. I haven't showered today. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know if this is 600 banking locations or 600 banking organizations. I know that really when it's all said and done, there's a very few, you know, banking conglomerates in America. So I'm not sure it doesn't reference which 650 banks are going to be offering Bitcoin. Well, uh, it does say that NCR is going to enable community banks and credit unions to offer oh, clients go. crypto trading through apps built by the payments provider. That's big. So it's I not like it's that. not the major banks. It's not Bank of yeah. America. It's not Chase. But, you know, I, look, if you're going to use a bank, use a community bank. You know, why would why give your money to the big boys? He said as he realized he had a Chase account. <laughs> <laughs> right well i'm gonna find a local puerto rico uh credit i have one now and, and i'll be closing my other accounts banco popular is the place to uh to bank here and angel is my representative here in palmas del mar super nice guy has been really helpful ah angel now <laughs> it's spelled angel but it's pronounced angel yeah yeah because that's how you do things here in Espanol. From a, uh, a downside here, there's a gentleman by the name of Mir Mircea Popescu, and apparently he has drowned off the coast of Costa Rica. Why is that important? Well, he's a Bitcoin billionaire and a crypto exchange founder, uh, mm -hmm. 41 years old, one of the largest single holders of Bitcoin, apparently. And uh, he is dead. His holdings would have been worth almost two billion when Bitcoin hit all-time highs in mid-April. Yeah, 
you know, that's one of those things is like, if you're a Bitcoin billionaire, um, you don't want to let people know you're a Bitcoin billionaire. You know, it's like, cause the dude's 41 years old. He, you know, he, he reportedly drowned. Like, mm, that's just, that's just interesting. It's always crazy when somebody young as, uh, as it goes so early, but he reportedly was swimming at a beach that was not meant for swimming. The currents are very strong in the area and easily can drag swimmers out into the open ocean. So there might not have been some shenanigans there, but it's, all, you know, I've been to some beaches. I've been to some beaches that, you know, there are signs that say, do not, do not go into, don't go within a hundred feet of the beach or that within of the shoreline. <clears throat> I was in this one in, in, in Iceland. It's this black sand beach. It's, one of the most beautiful beaches I've ever seen in the world because it's like lava sand, right? But the waves there are so powerful and the undertow and the current just, if you, like you can just be standing there and a wave can just come up and like just knock you off your feet and kind of just pull you into the ocean. And there's been several people that have died at that beach like regularly. And so there's a sign that says, do not go within 125 feet of, of, of the shoreline. And I didn't see that uh, when I first got there and I was out there really close to it. And like this huge ass wave came and I, and I ran away from it, but I was like, damn, that was a big wave. And then I saw the sign and I was like, Oh, I should have probably saw that sign beforehand. Mm. Well, according to this article that they reported the drowning of a foreigner that um, identified Popescu as being Polish, but he's Romanian. So the credibility of the reporting is in question. And it seems theoretically possible that he could have faked his death. Honestly, if I were ever a Bitcoin billionaire, I would not announce it. I will announce that I'm a Bitcoin thousandaire. I'll be very public with that because <laughs> I don't actually have a lot of Bitcoin. But boy, do I have some uh, some crap coins that are never <laughs> going to be worth anything. Uh, but I could see that if it had gotten out there that I had a lot of money that I could want to disappear myself in a, a very alive way. Right, right. And, you know, there's been some there's been some some conspiracies or some conversations around like McAfee. Like what if McAfee like bribed the, the, the prison with some cryptos and he got out and had a crazy escape? I mean, that would be my hope that, you know, McAfee found some way to bribe his way out of prison like that would be the total mcafee thing to do uh, offing himself does not seem like the mcafee thing to do and so my hopes is that he's still alive somewhere living the good life and uh that's a true conspiracy but who knows well as long as we're talking about mr john mcafee the story here on crypto potato says that john mcafee's demise is a bottleneck for the u.s government's asset recovery efforts According to this piece on the potato of cryptos, it seems the U.S. government will have a hard time seizing the tech entrepreneur's property or assets. Recovery could take a long time. They'd have to sue his estate. And who said this? The process of civil um, forfeiture by Boltadano Sheehan. Evelyn is her name. She says it's rare outside of the U.S. The government would have to prove the same thing they have to in a criminal case that someone committed an offense that the property in question was either derived from or used to commit that offense. The person contesting the forfeiture has the right to force the government to prove his case to a jury. That's a lot of due process. Um, the same article, Travis, talks about uh, Janice McAfee, John's widow, saying there's no way 
he suicided himself. I'm just summing up that that's basically the conclusion. And there's a video of her out there say of her demanding an investigation, saying that there's no way he would have killed himself. Well, and she said she said that he she talked to him earlier in the day and he said that it had, something was going on and that he would call her in the evening time. And it mm-hmm. didn't sound like somebody that was going to off himself. Now, you know, one of the things that he said uh, time and time again is that he had his stuff set up in a way where there was trust and he basically owned nothing. And so the way that he had it set up would seem to be very hard for them to do any sort of claiming anything of his because the way that he has set it all up so who knows you don't you don't really know what's what and who's who when you when you're talking about john mcafee but he's an interesting guy our producer aaron is lovingly and painstakingly going through the five interviews that we conducted with john and she's just about it got it down to about 45 minutes or so of content the best of and uh we're actually going to invite her on to the uh to that episode to talk a little bit about you know she she is really really moved by um by his death and listening to all the interviews she has some thoughts of her own so she's going to come join us uh for a little bit and we're going to have that best of show when it's ready and not until then, we're not going to rush it. We want to make sure and, uh, and provide appropriate honor to senior Johnny Mac when we cover that, Trev. Yes, that's great. She's got that thing down to 45 minutes. That is amazing when you consider there was four episodes of about an hour each, five episodes. Right. It's, yeah. It was four episodes plus him speaking, uh, keynoting at Virtual Blockchain Week last year. And that would have been the final one another personality from the crypto world also who has been immortalized in blockchain heroes of course uh, john mcafee's card that was inspired is the renegade character the coin commando who inspired by brian armstrong the ceo of coinbase has said that they have a plan for an apple inspired dap store dedicated to crypto apps which makes a hell of a lot of sense. It, make, it makes a whole lot of sense. This has seemed like something that should be around for a long time. And, you know, there is DAP radar that actually tracks a lot of the apps. And uh, this, is, this is actually interesting. This is something that I've been thinking about as well with, with Kaboom that I'm working on and uh, having, an, having a DAP store around NFTs. So maybe just a crypto app store. And then there'll probably be NFTs involved with the Coinbase one as well. So definitely, definitely something that's timely, definitely something that's needed and a surprise that it's not there's not something out there already. I mean, let's face it. Coinbase is the face of crypto in the U.S., right, because it's the easiest on ramp for U.S. citizens. There's other exchanges you know, around the world to many people. Binance is the face of crypto. But it really as far as being able to have custody of your crypto, if you choose to um, easy on ramps, Coinbase is pretty much it. And now they're a publicly traded company. Yeah, so it looks like right now Coinbase is about $248 per share. That is down uh, from the all-time high of $342, like right after it uh, launched. And it is uh, sitting at $248, which is which kind of is go, it's kind of going along with crypto, right? The price of crypto goes up, the price of crypto goes down. Right now, the market cap of Coinbase is about $52 billion. 
There are some in the government that are very pro-crypto. In this article on Cointelegraph.com headlines, Senator Cynthia Loomis backs crypto for U.S. retirement plans. She wants to see crypto assets become a normal part of diversified asset allocations in our retirement plans. She spoke to the CNBC Financial Advisor Summit when she made this statement. And after looking at this article, Travis, the thing that I like the most about this piece is that I do not know if she is a Republican or a Democrat. All I know from this article is what her wishes are for crypto and for U.S. citizens. And that I, I really like that. I'm like, I'm looking through the article I'm like, is what is she? What's her political stance? And I don't know how she would go about this, um, you know, to make it happen. But I just that makes me happy that somebody's actually covered a story written about a politician without having to talk about what party they belong to. Uh, and it doesn't even say what state she's from. And she she is from Wyoming. And uh, and so that tells you pretty much what her political stance is, because both of the senators lean the same way, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the state of uh, Caitlin Long, who's really helped a lot of things move forward to make Wyoming really the pioneer in um, adopting crypto in the U.S. They are the state to be watched. Mm-hmm. Yep. So check this out. You know how whenever you you send somebody crypto, you cannot reverse that transaction. Right. I I do know that it's on the blockchain. It is immutable. It is irreversible. It is indescribable. Yeah, it's it's iridescent. Okay. Okay. And so the uh, the, here's another article right here where it actually right up front. It tells you what side of the the fence they're on. Uh, The Democratic uh, representative Bill Foster has called for the ability to identify wallet holders and to reverse crypto transactions in instances of criminal behavior, such as ransomware attacks. And, you know, whereas ransomware attacks would be a good time to, you know, reverse that, um, setting that up on the whole chain, that's not going to happen. And maybe that would happen with the USD, you know, uh, you know, central bank digital currency. Maybe they can set that up, but this is like, all the purists in crypto are going to be like, nope, that's not how it works, because then that, that could seriously be manipulated. Yeah, and it's just stupid because there's plenty of privacy coins, too. If you're going to be a bad dude, you can find a way to launder money like fiat currency without being discovered. You think that people can't figure out that Monero exists and Zcash exists and Pivx exists? I mean, there you cannot find identity for people who use these privacy coins. So this is just stupid and uh, you can't mess with the blockchain like this. That's what I say about that. You can't do it, Captain. You don't have the power. One billionaire allegedly found dead, swept up on the beaches of Costa Rica. Another one very much alive. This billionaire, Ricardo Salinas Pliego, wants his bank to be the first bank in Mexico to be Bitcoin friendly and to accept BTC. He tweeted his support saying his bank is working to become the first bank. And he also said there's there's a video of him that you guys can check out in the tweet that uh, that Pomp posted. He's actually Mexico's third wealthiest man. He says all fiat currencies are a fraud. He's correct. 
and he wants to hold Bitcoin over the next 30 years. This tweet and this story are all linked in our show notes that you can go to so easily. All you have to do is type this into your browser window, badco.in forward slash 528. That is the episode number, and you'll find a link to this story, the tweet, all the show notes, and all the deliciousness that comes along with this episode for free, courtesy of us, the Nifty Nerds. Yeah. Now, do you know who the number one richest person in Mexico is? Uh, what's his name? Slim, dude? Yeah. Carlos Slim, Carlos Slim. Who, ha- who happens to own the New York Times, which is interesting to have, uh, you know, a foreigner owning one of the largest, most influential papers in America. But I digress. Uh, also in Mexico, Mexico has stopped plans of a major bank to offer Bitcoin services. So while the you know billionaire Ricardo Salinas Pliego is really hoping for that to happen, the CEO of Banco Azteca tweeted that he wanted to offer Bitcoin services in, in Mexico. But uh, a tweet from the country's regulators basically killed his dream. Mexico has said no currently to crypto. Uh, By the way, I had to Google this to check out Carlos Slim, and he's not. Not anymore? I mean, he's he's not really. Oh, he's not slim. Yeah, he's not slim. (laughs) Okay. He's just not. I mean, he's kind of like you're, you know, he's an 80-year-old dude. Carlos Slump? He's 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 Carlos pleasingly filled out. Carlos Portly. <laughs> OK, I was looking at that. I didn't hear what you said. What did you say about this next story here in Mexico? Yeah. So so, well, it's actually a continuation of this. There's another it's another article basically about the same thing where, you know, Mexico has said no to crypto. He wants to make it happen. They said no. So there you go. Well, let's jump to the other side of the world here. When we talk about decentralization for Bitcoin, really important that mining is spread out everywhere. And for the longest time, we've had Bitcoin mining concentrated in China. Well, now that you can't, you cannot do it, Captain. You can't be mining the cryptos in China. I don't know why I'm using a Scottish accent to talk about the Chinese, probably because if I used a Chinese accent, y'all would come down on me and say, that's racist. That's that is cultural appropriation. So I use a Scottish accent because I'm a Scottish landowner. Because <laughs> we don't want any crackdowns. <laughs> put that crack down. I said no. <laughs> I will put it down when I'm done smoking it. The nation's crackdown on crypto is not new. Rather, it's a reiteration of previous standings on the risks of digital currency to economic stability. And so, again, China says nothing new. Can't buy Bitcoin, can't spend Bitcoin. You can't. We, we want to control our people and what they can and can't do in the name of financial stability and social order. Whose order, damn it? Whose order? Winnie the Pooh's order. This yeah, is how, social, social how the order. chairman wants things, social order and your social score. And damn it, people just want to be free. So screw you, China. I read an I, read, I was reading an article the other day about how China has is so good at copying things. They've created their own Eiffel Tower that looks pretty, pretty, looks pretty similar. And they've created some of the other world sort of monuments and icons. And, you know, it's like they. A lot of a lot of companies and a lot of countries will send China their, uh, you know, blueprints for things to help build them because it's so inexpensive. And then they take them and modify them and, 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 and do their own things with them. Now, 
So take, for example, crypto. China said no to crypto, not, no to Bitcoin, no to these other ones. However, they do have their central bank digital currency, the digital yuan. Mm -hmm. And now in Beijing, the subway there is now accepting the digital yuan. So I think this was oh. a whole thing of don't accept regular cryptos. And, and so now that the digital yuan is going, they're trying to ban all the other ones and make the digital yuan be the one that's used in China. So you can buy a sandwich with the digital one now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the tuna fish there does not have any DNA of actual tuna. <laughs> okay, so to be clear, this is not Subway, the the fast food chain. Jared has not gone Chinese. Uh, this is the actual Subway. Yeah, the tube. The tube, the way of the subs. It's a pilot program enabling passengers to access 24 subway lines and four suburban railway stations using the ECNY. That is the symbol for the digital Juan, uh, only available for certain customers at a certain bank. Of course, I'm sure if your social score is too low, you cannot have an account at that bank. So. Yay. Mm -hmm. By the way, this uh, my my statements and opinion have nothing to do with the Chinese people who are beautiful people. I feel sorry for them and bad for them that they are living under this type of totalitarianism. It truly uh, is totalitarian, because if they don't agree politically with the party, then they get sent off to to uh, worker camps and are forced labor camps. And it's amazing that you know, the, 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 the company countries in the world haven't gone after China for this massive abuse of, of human rights. And um, yeah, it's crazy to me. Too much money involved, too much power involved. And damn it, Scotland's not big enough to invade China. I can't, <laughs> I can't, can't hold it, Captain. But let's go from China over to our friends in Russia. In Russia, the, the Bank of Russia, which is actually 12 Russian banks, is forming world's first digital ruble testing group, which they want to begin in January 2022. Test the yes. digital ruble. The digital ruble. And so, you know what? China has been a, a you know good example of launching a digital currency. And I think you're going to see a lot of other countries trying to launch them. And then also doing the same thing where they're going to try to demonize the decentralized cryptocurrencies and publicize the central bank digital currencies. And in some cases, try to make these other decentralized ones illegal. So it's going to be interesting next couple, two, three years to see how this all plays out. They're not the only ones that are wanting to pilot a national digital currency. The Spanish Socialist Workers Party, which is the governing political body in Spain, is also backing a new national digital currency initiative. And so what that would be is something to enable higher liquidity in the event that a monetary expansion is necessary. I'm not exactly sure how that works because I'm not an economist, but having this, they believe, would end the privilege of banks over money. So I like that statement. I'm not exactly sure how they execute that, but I definitely agree that the modern day banks should not have control of how money operates. The people should. Yeah. And so the, their party you know, said that the, the reason they released this is in response to the European Central Bank's experiment with a digital euro. And so they're saying that um, they're, they're, they're going to decide around a digital euro very soon, it, it seems like, 
but they would like to maybe have their own power. Now, if you're in the if you're in the European Union, your currency is the euro, and uh, you know it, it it has been interesting for a lot of these different countries to get rid of their existing currencies and then go to the euro. But I could see the digital euro covering most of Europe within the next two years. I, I don't know why that's not going to be a thing. I would think by 2023, the digital euro will be full on. And before we finish our international segment, because we are so international, let's jump over to South Africa, where there are two brothers, Amir and Reis Kaji. Kaji, I think. I don't know. They started a uh, company called AfriCrypt. And apparently there is a scam involving $3.6 billion in crypto that has uh, been made off with. Mm. Yeah, they're, the Bitcoin exchange founders are missing. And, uh, and so are 69,000 Bitcoin. That's about $4 billion worth, according to this article. So where are they at? Where'd you, where'd you go? I don't know. They, they maybe moved to Nigeria with the prince. I don't know. That's a whole lot of money, folks. That sucks because you know what? I mean, you know, there's not, there's not a lot of, there's not so, as much wealth in Africa as there is in other places. And for somebody to run off with $4 billion from its customers, that's going to be catastrophic for a whole lot of people. I don't know where you're going to go, and I don't know how you don't get recognized. I mean, the world is so small now. We have social media, and there's cameras everywhere. You know, unless you could go to um, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk and rent a rocket and go ahead and be the first, you know, people on Mars, colonize it with all your billions. That won't do you any good up there, by the way, because Mars is going to have Dogecoin is the official coin. In case you guys didn't know, Elon Musk said so. That's why Dogecoin bumps up and down because Elon tweets. And I guess there is a uh, proposal out there that the Dogecoin core developer, Patrick Lauder, said the proposal is to all Dogecoin stakeholders to reduce average fees 100 times for standard transactions on the Dogecoin chain, split full control over all aspects of fees between miners and node operators, rely less on core development, and bring back a functional free transaction space that incentivizes keeping the network healthy. Apparently, Elon Musk said it is important to support this. Is this because there are so many whales in Dogecoin and they want more more users what's what do you think this is all about well i i think that that it really is an unhealthy network when you notice that i don't know like the majority of the coins is held by just a few wallets right mm -hmm. and so it's not truly a decentralized currency because there's so those whales that have so much and so there, there should be some way to diversify that there really needs to be something to go on maybe this proposal is a better way i've not i've not dove into doge uh, and, and all the specifics of it, because, uh, you know, I've known that there's always been huge whales on that one. I never thought Doge was going to take off just because I'm like, for one, I, I didn't think it would ever see a penny. And then it, it saw a penny and then it saw 70 cents. Like it just totally blew me away. But it was when those TikTokers and all this stuff where people were talking about, oh, man, we need to buy Doge and do this. And at that moment, I should have been like, yeah, OK, something's going to happen. But I, I didn't I didn't because there's so many whales in Doge that it just doesn't seem like it's a smart thing when few people own the majority of the coins. And not part of the story, but still part of the story. Another damn typo coin telegraph. 
in uh, one of these paragraphs here, right above the tweet from Ross Nicole, it says Doge Koi. What is that? A Doge Koi pond or something? Where's the end? <laughs> I'd like to buy yeah, a little end. Doge fish, a little Doge fish. It's the Doge Koi. <laughs> Doge Koi. I can see these fish <laughs> with a Shiba Inu head. <laughs> so <laughs> we just created a billion dollar token. There it is. The Doge Koi from the Doge Coin pool pond yeah. uh, we referenced earlier how etc ethereum classic went up a whole bunch the reason for that is apparently digital currency group has uh put a 50 million dollar investment into ethereum classic and so that brought um a lot of people thinking whoa damn etc yo there it is there you go. Altcoins are, you know, big fans. Shit coins, other people call them. So here's an article on Cointelegraph by Jordan Finneset. Where are the Altcoin typos? I'm going to look for the typos. <clears throat> okay. Altcoins bag double-digit gains as Bitcoin uh, approaches 37,000. So uh, Matic, Sushi, Cake, they all cruise up in this past week when Bitcoin popped up over the 35,000 resistance. It's now below that. But as we mentioned, the chart, the chart foo out there looks like it could be going big. And if as Bitcoin goes, so do the altcoins. And so maybe it's altcoin season 2.0 soon. And my initial cursory glance at this article cannot spot a typo. It doesn't mean it's not there, but it shouldn't be. So good job, Cointelegraph, on spell checking your stuff, at least on this piece. Here is some interesting news from one of the companies that we have partnered with, Gala Games and Opera Browser. They have announced a multi-level partnership to create carbon-neutral NFTs. And so they, they have their game, Mirandus, which is uh, working to redefine the traditional gaming model by giving players greater control with the in-game economy. And uh, so, you know, Gala and Opera, they have these missions of empowerment. And Gala is using NFTs to empower players to give them true ownership of their gaming assets. And Opera is a browser, right? They've been around forever. They empower their users through a better web browsing experience, as well as easy access to Web3 and blockchain technology. So they're, they're partnering up. Phase one is going to be some NFT auctions for social impact. Phase two is they're going to be creating the Grand Sanctuary, which are buildings that are going to play an important role in Miranda's. And uh, they're going to keep on innovating. And Opera has been around now, I think, what, nearly 25 years? Yeah, I think Opera has been around for a long time. Yeah. I mean, Opera has been around since like this 1500s, right? Or 1400s. La, 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 la. So, I mean, that's a big, big, long technology. Gala is just one of the gaming companies we're keeping a close eye on. Of course, Animoca Brands is one of the other ones. They are partnering with Wilder World. Ooh, baby, it's a Wilder World. To build photorealistic metaverse powered entirely by NFTs. That sounds interesting to me. I, I love the metaverse and I don't know exactly what it is they're doing. They've just announced this partnership, but they're going to build photorealistic and mixed reality worlds where wilders roam freely, acquire virtual land and express themselves with unique avatars, decorative assets and fashionable accessories. And uh, we talk more about NFTs and gaming and art and collectibles on the Nifty Show. 
twice weekly. If you haven't subscribed to that one yet, please do or catch us live on YouTube every Thursday at five o'clock Eastern Daylight Time at nifty.show forward slash YouTube. YouTube. Travis, am I boring you? Yeah, I'm yawning over here. You're, you're yawning. Hey, we got some new reviews this week on uh, on Uh-oh. on bad crypto three five star reviews <laughs> and oh, nice. the the one that i find most amusing is last <laughs> week i told you my my <laughs> favorite review was by megan <laughs> and she said awesome content and then the actual review was just said joel <laughs> well <laughs> this week we oh. have a five star review <laughs> by kevin battinger who wrote awesome content. And then it just says Travis. I think he wanted all things to be equal. So now you got your own five-star review. <laughs> That's great. I like this one right here. It says you guys rock by Josh with anonymous. I think Alex account. Jones should read this one. <clears throat> Maybe so. He said that Alex Jones impersonation was awesome. I couldn't stop laughing. Great place for the crypto news and more. Uh, aliens are going to take over the world. No, I did not say that. Uh, thanks for the hard work, gentlemen. Nice. And a hang loose. And finally, also five stars canceled. He says contains subpar accents, political rants, and lowbrow humor. So bad. And yet five stars. So uh, yeah, he, either, like either he doesn't know how to review and meant to do a one star or he gets us. You, you get me, you feel me. It's like in uh, the movie, um, the James yeah. Cameron film. What was the big one? The cartoony deal. Avatar. Okay. I, it's like he said to us, I see you. <laughs> I see you guys. Maybe we'll see. We That's see good. you guys. We see you out there. We see you listening. We know what you're doing right. Hey, put that down. That's dangerous. You might hurt yourself or somebody else. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reviewing. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being part of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. We are going to have some super exciting things to share with you coming your way soonly. And so you don't want to miss a single episode. And make sure you join the Hero Discord. This is our community on Discord at badcode.in forward slash Discord. We give away free NFTs hourly and we do all kinds of other fun stuff. Why aren't you there? That's true. Go check it out. Badco.in forward slash Discord. I think you just said. So there you go. I did. All right, gang. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Until then, stay back. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. So, so just when you were talking about Carlos Slim. Yeah. Uh, I so, was thinking Carlos Santana. <laughs> no, uh, it, I would say that since he's not slim, he would be Carlos Gordo because that is fat in Spanish. Oh, there you go. Carlos Gordo. That sounds way better.